This is Burgos Ed, the podcast that answers all your questions you never dare to ask about banking. And I'm your host, Aurelia Rauch. Hey everybody and welcome. Today I dragged René Bolha on the other side of the microphone and we're here to talk about what you do here. Hey René. Good morning. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Hi. What's your job? Well, actually... Within Bergos, I'm responsible for managing everything that has to do with fixed income investments and bonds in particular. We're not talking about bond movies. We cleared that up a long time ago. So <laughs> we, we can also talk about <laughs> movies, but maybe we should focus on, uh, on investments first. <laughs> so I'm an art historian, right? And let's just pretend I know absolutely not the first thing about banking. What are bonds? Well, let me let me start with uh, like describing how companies could come to money okay. um, or how, how you as an investor could invest. If, you, if you're interested in, in equities, mm -hmm. if you're investing in equities, this is most likely the, um, the, 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 well, the most prevalent um, asset class in, in people's minds, then you kind of become um, an entrepreneur on your own. You, you, sh you own a share of the company so if the company is doing well, then you participate in the in the positive movement. And if the company is um, making wrong decisions and goes uh, bankrupt in the end, then you also uh, lose your investment, your money. Um, for a bond investor, it's a bit different. So you're not like owning part or owning fraction of the company, but you're more like um, lending money to the, to the company so that the company can pursue um, new constructions, new uh, investment uh, projects, new like capital expenditures. Okay, so reframing that in my own words, company needs money, lets you as an investor know I need money, you can give that money to the company. Mm -hmm. I assume you get that back somehow. Exactly. Uh, again, there is a difference between equity and, and fixed income investments. Um, if you invest in equities, there is actually no maturity of your investment. You can you can decide whenever whenever you want to like uh, um, uh, exit your investment, then you just sell and you just have to find a, a buyer for your for your fraction for your okay. shares, and then you're out of it. And we're going to look at equities separately in more detail as well. Exactly. Yeah. Um, for a bond investor, of course, you can also like exit your investment in the meantime. But in general, you you have certain like specifications of the bond um, that concern, for example, the maturity, the tenure of the of the contract. Um, you know exactly upfront um, what interest rate in form of coupons you may expect over the term. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's basically it. That's why they are called fixed income investments because you you can rely on. Um, the fixed income stream you are receiving over the time of the investment. Uh, yeah, that make, does make sense. So company needs money, goes to, in quotes, the market and says, I need this money. What's the market? How does that work? Mm. Where do they go? Well, as you can imagine, um, the companies do not go to you personally or you individually. Sure. Daimler won't give you a call saying, sure. well, we need money. How much do you want to invest? Um, in general, all the big companies that regularly come to the markets have their um, their bank contacts, like mm -hmm. um, big international uh, investment banks, 
who also um, advise in issuing new debt securities on the market. Mm -hmm. So together with the client, they um, frame the, the, the base specifications on the bond. So how long shall the bond, uh, uh, bond tenure be? Um, what price is the company willing to pay? What price is the market expect, uh, expecting um, to be paid? Um, and the, the investment bank basically takes over the duty or the task to find suitable investors in the market. This can be retail investors like you and me um, with, with rather smaller sizes, but this can also be institutional investors where we are talking about like big ticket sizes of several millions up to several hundred millions. Mm -hmm. I have two questions about that. One, just if I'm, I'm making an assumption right now, and I just wonder if that's correct. So let's just say a company needs, I'm taking a you know, arbitrary amount here, let's just say 300 million to build a new factory, like a very specific goal that they have in mind with that money. Mm -hmm. I would assume that they somehow have to relay, this is what we're doing with it, and we're expecting to grow from that, and we're expecting to basically come out better on the other side. Is, is that correct? Because I'm wondering how it becomes of interest for the investor to give money to the company. I mean, mm. they need to know that they're getting it back in the end, right? With sure. the interest. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the, the most, most common uh, reasoning for issuing debt is um, a general term like um, general corporate purposes. Mm -hmm. Uh, in many cases, um, behind this new issuance, there stands a project. Okay. This can be like um, uh, going into new markets, building up new construction sites, um, setting up new product lines, for example. This sure. all needs money. Sure. And um, in the bond documentation, this usually is also outlined. So what is the money for? Mm -hmm. And you as an investor, you have um, two things or to, in a simplified way, you have two things you can look at. First thing is the purpose of the issuing, mm -hmm. um, which gives you already a sense on the um, probability of success. Mm -hmm. Let's put it that way. And of course, the other factor is the fundamental situation of the corporate or of the company itself. Mm -hmm. So if the company um, has a long track record of, um, of struggle is, is um, for a long time already close to being bankrupt or going bankrupt, um, then your confidence um, or conviction in, um, in investing in such a bond is probably much lower than, um, for example, a Microsoft or, or an Apple company yeah, sure. that has strong fundamentals, strong right. balance sheets. Right. But you clear in advance how much money you'll get back, right? Did I get that right? So the, the fixed income part means mm -hmm. it's not dependent on the success of the company. That would be equities. It, it really, you kind of negotiate that in advance and that's it, set in stone. Um, more or less, yes. I mean, there are particular sub uh, categories within the fixed income space um, where you where you outline the um, the, the basis or the calculation on what you uh, are supposed to expect or to receive. Um, but um, still, there is some impact from the market. For example, floating rate notes, mm -hmm. uh, the coupon you are receiving are based on uh, money market rate. And the money market rate, of course, is being impacted by other factors in the market, for example, central bank policy. But uh, nonetheless, you know, 
you how much you invest when you will receive it back and more or less what you will get over the term um, this of course uh, is is always like dependent on the success of the company itself so if the company goes bankrupt yeah. then sure you, you it has to be it, it it remains to be uh seen if if you get all your money back but still uh even in case of bankrupts uh, bankruptcies you usually get um what is called the recovery value so you don't lose everything there is still like construction sites or mm-hmm. uh patents or or trademarks that can be sold to recover some of um the debt cool got it okay so going back to the question of how the company goes to in quotes the market right so you explained that they have a bank and the bank kind of sets it up and and works it out, works the details out is it then available to anybody or does it depend on so if i'm on the investor side one to participate in this situation how do i get there mm. do i need a particular connection to that bank or is it somehow available to all is there something that compares to the stock market i don't know you know where where mm. where do i get the information mm. and where do i get the chance and when am i as an investor an interesting investor for the company because i'm mm. also assuming they won't take my 10 bucks right like it's you probably need a particular um, amount that you're then willing to give yeah. to assumption but i mean in general the more demand you you raise or the more demand you can like um, stipulate the better it is for your price. Mm-hmm. If 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 you if you want to to issue like 500 million, uh, then of course uh, it's much better to um, uh, to raise uh, five billion in demand than just 500 million. This has an impact on the price. So in general, you are attractive for any issuer. Um, that means that the syndicate banks or the syndicate teams of the banks who are advising on uh, how to to place this uh, new issues on on the market um, are also interested in uh, getting to know of your interest. Mm-hmm. Um, there are, however, some um, I would not say rather unconventional, but but there are um unusual un- unusual mm-hmm. um ways of placing the debt if for example you are a big institutional investor and you say uh, of this particular issuer i'm interested to take 500 million and the issue size is 500 million then you can over the syndicate team of the investment bank of the advising bank you can arrange that you um, take over or that you invest in this debt in form of a private placement um and then as a last step, of course, depending on the risk profile of the particular security, you as an NVIDIA uh, investor might not be uh, the suitable investor mm-hmm. because the risk is simply um, increased. Uh, we're talking, for example, um, additional tier one uh, subordinated bank debt. Uh, you as an individual, uh, individual investor most likely um, do not do not have the the knowledge or um, um, yeah the knowledge how to analyze these bonds and how to properly assess the risk associated. Um, in this case, the regulator um, sets the limit of minimum investment uh, much higher, so that it would simply not be appropriate for you for your personal savings. Got it. So two terms that obviously next to bonds fixed income same thing right as a class versus um, the thing itself 
and equities. We, again, we're looking at that different in a different episode in more detail. But can one company have both of these, both equity and, and both bonds? Both assets, yeah. security classes, yeah. yeah. Um, there is a large overlap. I mean, um, companies that are, that are well known mm-hmm. in, uh, in the investor landscape uh, are most likely the bigger ones or the ones who kind of catch attraction in the markets. Mm-hmm. And they are most often um, also um, listed on equities in form of, uh, or listed on exchanges in form of equities. Um, this does not have to hold true in all cases. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, for example, consider a family owned company uh, with a long track record, um, this company may keep all the shares, mm-hmm. the equity shares within their own family. But nonetheless, as they are so well known in the markets, they will be um, entitled or they will be eligible to issue debt securities so that other investors can participate in, in this strong uh, family um, endeavor. So uh, most often you have both, but it's not a given that it's always the case. And looking at that as an investor, what would make the one thing more desirable mm. over the other as an investment strategy? Yeah. Um, I mean, this is a simplified answer, of course. There are always like buckets or, or particular individual needs sure, and sure. circumstances that can can change this, um, this statement. But in general, if you're looking for um, um, increasing your wealth, mm-hmm. being invested in the market, participating in the general market trends, uh, then you're better off with equity. You have kind of a inflation protection. If inflation rises, then the company um, um, will likely like increase all the, also the prices for their products. Um, and this will, again, have positive uh, reperc- repercussions on, on the equity price. Mm-hmm. Um, in contrast, if you, if you know, okay, I have the money for, let's say, five years, I definitely need it back in five years' time, in the meantime, I don't want to just keep it on my bank account earning almost nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, then you can invest it in bonds. Mm-hmm. You know when you receive it back. You know what you receive in the meantime. Um, but this also means that looking at equities, you're more focused or more interested in um, increasing your potential. Whereas in uh, bond investments, you're more interested in decreasing your downside that is, you want to make sure that the companies you're invested in are not defaulting. Okay, wow. Excellent. One last thing, just to kind of get the whole picture. Is there any more, are there terms and vocabulary that you would want to kind of pool into this here? So that mm. when we're talking about, um, you know, if you, if you find yourself at the dinner table and all of a sudden a conversation about this comes up, so just, you know, oh, that's the category that has mm. to do with bonds. Is, are there more words we should know that yeah. fall into this? Well, in the English language, is, uh, it's a bit easier than in, in German. In German, right. you have a lot of like synonyms for the same uh, same thing. In general, I would say fixed income is the asset class mm-hmm. um, comprising several like subsets of securities with different features. Bonds are indeed the, the issues that, that will be placed by companies uh, on the market that have a unique identifier, that have a unique or, or um, a set um, payment profile over the time. Uh, what is also important is the coupon. The coupon is actually 
um, what you know as interest rate, mm -hmm. the, the regular payments you receive. Uh, and um, yeah, I mean, there are a lot of like uh, vocabularies or terms that um, you will you will see over time or you will um, you will uh, encounter over time when you deal with with bonds. But uh, this is probably more a topic for the like more, more detailed depth. sessions. Uh, right, right. These are the future. hot words. That's yeah. that's what we needed. Okay, awesome. Hey, René, thank you very much. That was super insightful. Honestly, lots of stuff that was never clear to me. I finally know what you do here. That's great. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we thank you very, very much for listening. This is one of the first of many. Um, we are really working on a set of episodes in this format of Bergos ad to explain terms, phenomena on the financial markets, very kind of basic, but also, of course, very interesting as evidenced by this episode details. If you have any questions that you would like to ask, if there is something that you would like to have explained, if there's something that was never really clear to you, and if you would like one of our experts to take a stab at it, we have um, a little question submit option on our website. So you can go to www.bagos.ch and there you will pretty easily find the subsite that has all of these podcasts. If you are now listening to this on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen, on our website you can find a little option to submit your questions. We are always happy to receive any um, terms or just general things you would like to explain, to have to explain. <laughs> for today, we'd like to thank you for listening. Have a lovely weekend or a great rest of your week. And we look forward to the next time. Bye.